headphones. I like your cans. Thanks. (laughs) I like your stick. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm Emily. And I'm Lauren. We're here to tell you about some random... Old shit. Yeah, random pop culture. Newsworthy stuff. We're going to go chronologically. And we're covering... In a perfect world, it'll be a week at a time. But because of COVID, literally, we had to chuck in two weeks. So I'm just going to get started really old school. And I'm going to take a look at September 2nd, 1931. Bing Crosby makes his first solo radio performance. That man's voice was incredible. I just Oh, yeah. Well, I love the Christmas stuff. I can't yeah. say that I, you know invested in anything else besides his Christmas music, which is amazing. No, but you know, you know, if you happen to be like somewhere where a Bing Crosby song on came on and it was not Christmas, you would know right away because his, yeah. his voice like melts butter. Definitely. Um, so there's some fascinating stuff about Bing Crosby that I did not know. He was a leader in record sales, radio ratings, and motion picture ratings from 1930 to 1954. Wow. What the fuck? Good for Bing. Like, is there anyone that would even match that? I can't even, I don't, that's insane. Um, no, even it's... Michael Jackson, it was like probably a few years in a row, you know? Bing Crosby's career coincided with the recording innovations, with recording innovations that allowed him to develop an intimate singing style that influenced many male singers who followed him. The modern microphone allowed him to, they call it croon instead of belt. So he didn't like, microphones used to be kind of shitty and you had to really yell if you were performing in like a hall because there were people in the bed, you know, like you had mm-hmm. to really get it out. So there were, that became a style, like just sort of like belting out music. But with this like fancy new microphone, he could sing like he's sitting across from you at your kitchen table. And it was mm-hmm. like very intimate and people had never heard singing like this before, at least not on the radio. Bing was a longtime friend of uh, Louis Armstrong. He had been an admirer first. And then when he met him, they became fast friends. And um, Bing negotiated to have uh, Louis Armstrong star in a movie that, with him. He basically was like, it's Louis or I'm not doing the movie. And the movie was called Pennies from Heaven. And um, he made sure that, that Louis Armstrong got equal billing. And um, a lot of people said that it's, it basically was like created, like took down casting barriers for African-Americans in Hollywood wow. at that time because Bing Crosby was a big deal. And he was like, you're, he gets equal billing or I'm not doing the, the, the movie. I never even heard of that movie. I mean, that's a song, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know it as a movie. Hmm. Okay, what's your old? You, oh wait, we should have started with you because you got the you got a really old shit. So I went back to August 29th, but the year 2005 because of Katrina. Because we just got hit last weekend with Ida. Oh yes, which was on the anniversary of Katrina, which is so crazy to me. And I'm in New Jersey, which you know we get storms and stuff and hurricanes, but. The past couple of years, legit tornado warnings where we're taking the children into the basement. Yikes. So a couple of years ago, I don't know what storm that was. I remember having the baby, my daughter, the youngest one, Eileen and Marin, waking them up out of the bed and taking them into the basement because our phones were going off. And it was so weird. And Jake, <laughs> Jake had a funny line that I still repeat too because I, I was such an idiot. <laughs> our house was a Cape Cod, a brick Cape Cod where we were living. And when we came down the stairs... You know, it's the middle of the night and he's standing right in front of this bay window in the dining room and like the, the like the sky is still you can't hear anything but it's just like doom like you know something's coming wow so i was like don't stand near the window and then i was like well wait a second our house is made out of bricks we're gonna be fine and he like <laughs> literally turned to me and he's like 
no, Lauren, that's wolves. Like if, if a wolf was out front, we'd be okay with the birds. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that has nothing to do with tornadoes. So, so we're gonna hop and plop and hop and blood in here. <laughs> we were good if a wolf was out front. Also, so, I don't really think it matters. Like a window's a window, no matter what your house is built. I don't out of, freaking you know. What know. I, mean? <laughs> I don't know. I was exhausted and and, and sleep deprived. So. This last weekend, which Ida came, which was the anniversary of Katrina, which was horrible too, but same thing, we had to, we didn't lose power, but we had to take the kids down in the basement again because it was just like, the trees were whipping, it was just crazy. Um, But my cousin like lost everything in her apartment, she was up in North Jersey. Oh my um, God. Like totally flooded, um, lost everything. Um, And that's crazy, like to- That's crazy. It's becoming the norm, so I, thought I'd bring that one up. That was just from the 29th, okay. August 29th, because it was, you know, Katrina. Kind of a weird, co- weird coincidence. And then August 31st was Princess Diana dying in yeah, 1997. Um, where were you when you heard that news? Do you remember? I can totally remember where I was when I got that news. I was at a party. I was totally drunk and wasted. And I was at, I was at <laughs> I outside. I was drunk too. <laughs> so cute. I was outside and I don't know, it was even before like cell phones and stuff. So it wasn't like someone got a text. Like, I guess maybe something was on the TV or something at the party. This is going to sound so old school, appropriately enough, but we were drinking in someone's dorm room and had the radio on and the radio got interrupted. (laughs) That is old school. Like we were at, we were at a house party. Like we were outside and I guess someone must've been watching TV and then it came out and spread around in wildfire. But I was saying that is weird. Like with these two weeks that we're covering, because I remember where I was September 11th, like that whole thing, like when you first, so it's just weird. Like the two parallels or two events where I can remember exactly where I was when um, those two events happened. It's so, it's so weird when a famous person dies in an accident, because it's like the off off top of your head. If you, when you hear like, Oh, you know, princess Diana dies. Okay assassination like i just had like in my head it was like not a car oh, accident well you don't a car accident you don't know that she's sick you, oh well she wasn't sick or maybe she was and they didn't tell us or whatever but um this was so fucked up and weird and like it's terrible and like she was at the time she didn't seem young to me she seemed like a more yeah, adult because i was, was like a you know she I was, was a, a college kid, kid. and she was like th- wasn't she like 36 i think, I think 36. i don't i, I don't think somewhere. she was 40 yet yeah Crazy. she was younger than us which is nuts crazy. The other thing on August 31st, 1985 was when the Night Stalker was arrested. Oh, August my God. 31st. And too. you're LA. So I feel like that's like, I can't, that, that whole thing is just freaking crazy. And I haven't watched the whole like documentary or special on it because it's so disturbing. But even when I was reading about him, like, you know, going to like a Wikipedia deep dive, just like the sheer amount of like attacks, like so close together, like he would leave one place and go somewhere else. Like it was crazy. So he, like, I was a little, I was a kid and that was a, that was a huge deal here. I'm sure it was, it was probably on the news when you were a kid, but yeah, but it wasn't like in our neighborhood. I actually did not love the documentary, but I did learn from it because I had no idea that on top of all these very scary murders like the home invasion murders that that's what really got was was most covered on the news i guess maybe they had better filters about what they covered or whatever but i did not know that he was a fucking pedophile until i saw this documentary and it's in the wiki so i was like almost incredulous and i went and looked it up i did not know this and they couldn't they did they didn't want the witnesses to testify these because the children survived so they just didn't charge him with that. So he, they were like, well, he's getting charged with a bunch of murder. That'll put him away forever. Like, 
we don't That's need to crazy. talk about pedophilia. Like this guy was literally a piece of shit. He was like an ambulatory piece of shit. I mean, like the, it's absolutely terrifying. And then the whole, um, when he was arrested, which was really exciting. Cause like the, the neighborhood took him out. Like the people in the neighborhood, like recognized him. They were like, That's the yeah. night stalker. And they went after him. Um, I remember he was in trial and there was, of course, every morning you get up for school and it, it's in between, like before your cartoon start, there's like news clips of him. That's crazy. He was making those like satanic. Yeah. Things. He had like the pentagram and he was like sticking his tongue out. And as a like little Catholic kid, I was like in my going to Catholic school, I was like, oh my God, he's, is he the devil or is he like working for the devil? Like in my Catholic taught oh, brain, sure. I was like. I totally was like ugh. traumatizing. Yeah, Terrible. I can't. I can't imagine seeing that every day, and then that being in like the, your neighborhood. Like that's yeah. crazy. It's and he crazy. was indiscriminate. Indiscriminate. He he had he went everywhere. He even yeah. went up to the Bay Area at one point. He took a bus up there. No, um, it's disturbing. He's such a piece of shit. Uh, and his, you know, his like I know he has a terrible past whatever he uh, oh yeah i, I was know. reading about like how he you know his uncle was a weirdo yeah, and would take yeah. him out like to like go like be a peeping tom and like would make him like that's just so just and like showed this. him he didn't have a fighting chance of being a normal human being no but i mean <laughs> there are plenty of people that are have like yes, sure. up uncles and are abused and they don't go on to like kill rape children people. and kill people yeah. uh, he was so awful by the way he's dead <laughs> <laughs> thank you yes he is dead rest in piss i think he just died <laughs> He did. He got like some kind of cancer or something. You said rest in piss. I know. Daniel to my husband, Daniel taught me that. <laughs> um, oh, and then the other thing, well, August 31st was hot for me. Oh, yeah. In 1987, the bad video premiered. And don't you remember those freaking days when like that was the highlight of your week was a premiere of a music video? Yeah, they publicized it and everything. Oh my god. It was a big deal. Like I remember yeah. I remember Thriller and I remember Bad. I remember yep. Black or White. They're all Michael Jackson, obviously. Yeah. But like I remember the Nirvana had premiere videos too. And I would I like I mean I scheduled my day around it. I was really excited. Yeah. It's it. crazy. Um man, these were those were the, the good old days. Yeah, but yeah, so they were they were mine. They were uh, that was my. Um, so you 31st. did you did you just dove into the specific date and then every year. I like that. I like that yeah. structure. I think I like that better. Whatever website I was on, I guess I should credit it. That's how they did it. Like you would just put in the date and then you just would scroll and it would show you ton. Oh, and every, this website, which is so, <laughs> I guess, like you know, back in the eighties, for every year or or every day within that area, I guess, because these telethons were on around the same time. It was a freaking Jerry Lewis telethon and how too. much money he raised. How, how is that like newsworthy? <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, another one? Another $30 million? I don't care about Jerry. And I, I was like, I refuse. I refuse to bring him up. And yeah, I just you just did. This is all part of his plan. <laughs> uh, well, I have something for the 30th. Okay. Um, well, actually, it was the whole, I guess it was that whole, t how long do the Olympics go for? Two weeks, whatever. The 72 Olympics, Olga Corbett ripped that shit apart. I mean, yeah. she, it was like Olga mania. Um, she's basically changed gymnastics. Like, uh, if you, there's a viral video I'm sure you've seen. She does the Corbett flip that's banned, where she's like all 12 pounds of her. She stands on the bar and like flips backwards. I'm like, sure I've seen it. You can't do it because they're like, no, we don't want you to die. We want you to compete in the Olympics and not die. And um, so, like, it's just mesmerizing. The video is insane. And she's so 
I mean, she's like 15 or 16, but she just looks so tiny. Yeah, Yeah. she's the size of a nine-year-old. Unfortunately, when I was reading about her, like add this to the list, um, she came out, she said she was abused by her her coach, one of of her coaches, I guess. Terrible. So so depressing. What is going on with that? People are just worse. (laughs) But also, especially gymnastics. I haven't watched that documentary either, by the way, the one about the American. Yeah, that, I don't know. That's depressing. makes Makes me nauseous. Oh, I had something else for the 31st. Uh, Northern Exposure, like, swept the Emmys. Oh, I remember that. Writing or not swept it. They won, like, two. I would like to blame, um, what the hell was her name? The girl in it, the Mm. main girl. I I cut my hair. I don't remember her name. I cut my hair short because of her. I was in, like, like seventh grade. She was adorable. Yeah. Adorable. I cut all my hair off because of Turner, Janine Turner. That was her You know, the... I think that show has like the probably still to this day has one of the best opening like opening credit sequences with the moose walking through the town. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, it was that. a good. It was like a um, comedy Twin Peaks kind of thing. Yeah, you know, all, the quirky, all the quirky characters, but it wasn't like dark and depressing and weird. It was just it was weird, but it was funny. You know, my mom actually loved it. She loved Northern Exposure. And then we, my husband and I tried to watch it. I couldn't, Didn't we couldn't really up. get into it. And it's weird. Cause I actually love that comedy genre of, um, what do you call it? Like fish out of water. Cause mm-hmm. he's kind of, remember he's like a yeah. New Yorker, young doctor or whatever. And, um, so I usually love that. And that, that part, there are parts of that that were funny, but it just, the side stories weren't just weren't doing it for us. So we gave up, we gave it like three episodes and gave up. I don't know. Some didn't, stuff doesn't really hold up. It, that did, well. it didn't hold up. But I wonder mm-hmm. if Doc Hollywood would. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> was a, that awesome? Did no sweep the Oscars one year? <laughs> but that was the whole fish out of water doctor going into. Yes, yeah, you're right. It's the same. It's like the same setup. It's the you know. Yeah, the plastic surgeon doctor who ends up in a podunk town. Yeah. So 1752. Oh my god, way <laughs> old school. And I should have looked this one up more, so I had more to contribute to it. Because all it is is just a fun fact. The Liberty Bell arrives in Philadelphia. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> which is the silly door. Which is such a stupid monument to go see. Like, even it's so like boring. when you Sorry. drive by people in Philadelphia, like standing in line for that, you're like, why? No. Why are you it's doing bell. that for? No, it's stupid. It's a really big bell. Yeah, but I figured it being, you know, here, I should bring Local. that one up. Mm-hmm. A shout out. Yeah. Shout out to the old girl. Mm hmm. Um, I have rear window premieres, which so, last time. So do I, of course. We did yeah. touch on that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Obviously, it's a great story. Like, I love, like, the voyeurism and spying on people and whatever. And every little window is a different story. Even the little side stories. So like the, great. Um, the depressed lady and the. Yes, I know. And yeah, they're, they're just boning the whole time with the yeah, but but by the end of it, he's like exhausted. He doesn't want to hear his name. He doesn't want to hear his name called when she like calls for him. He's like, oh, like the old bitter married <laughs> yeah. man after like a week. He wore him out. <laughs> he's done. And then I obvious obviously um Grace Kelly's clothes. Holy shit! I, that whole movie, just everything about it, like it just is a you get a whole feeling when you watch it. Like yeah. it, it never gets old. It's perfect. Every character's great. Every little, even all the little side piece characters are awesome. I just love it. It's a great Have you ever it's noticed perfect. that you're either in the apartment, seeing the apartment activity, like uh, homeboy in the wheelchair and everything, or you're seeing his view. Like you're never with Grace. Remember right. when Grace climbs into the apartment? You're never with her. You're only yes. seeing what he's seeing. Yeah. Because even like when she's um, in the apartment, she's there's a moment yes. where she's off screen because you can't, she's in between rooms. Um, so you're only seeing like what he's seeing. And then that's like the, yes. isn't that the same time where like 
he's watching that the woman's like killing herself at the same time in the other apartment so it's like he you don't know what's happening the poor lady is yes. probably ODing downstairs the depressed lady because he's too busy watching Grace Kelly almost get caught I think it's the yeah. same that same overlap but you're like relying on what he's seeing to like what's yeah, happening it's great it is great it's such a great movie and I saw that it only I don't think it won anything like it only I got like some awards but it was nominated for like a bunch of Academy Awards but I don't think I think it won his only award-winning or be, it was best picture nominated maybe was Rebecca and he doesn't even like it he did Hitchcock didn't even like it I love the book nah Rear Window's great yeah we talked about that one like yeah, we talked about Rebecca too but yeah I, it's good Oh, but the one thing that I did notice in 1798 was the first bank robbery in the United wow. States. And that was in Philadelphia, too. Yeah. It was uh, the U.S. Bank of Pennsylvania for a sum of $162,000, which I think is so, like, astronomical for Yeah, is that today's money or that money? It was 12 cents, which amounts today is 102000 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then the other one, which I totally never even heard about, where like it was saying how in 1977, Renee Richards, the tennis pro, do you know that name? Because I didn't even know this name. So Renee Richards was transgender. What? She she had um, like gender reassignment surgery. I don't even know what like the, you know, so, but this is back in the 70s. So now she's Renee. I think her, I think she was a Richard and then now she's Renee. Wow and wanted to compete in Wimbledon and wasn't allowed because she wasn't passing these certain like tests, like physical tests. Ultimately, she got a judge to say, this is a woman, she needs to compete. So after all this fight and um, her trying to get acknowledged as a woman and and she ended up losing anyway (laughs) to this woman. (laughs) And the article I wrote was like, it was the most anticlimactic like thing because it was like, you're like, you know, is she going to be able to play? And then she does. And she lost to Virginia Wade in like the first round. Although, although she kind of proved that like there were probably arguments saying like, oh, you're going to, you're going to sweep because you're, you have a man's body or whatever. You can't, you can't play against women, but she's like, no, I'm just as shitty as it ever (laughs) No, she's not shitty. Me, I'm being mean. Put, put me up against anybody. I'm yeah. going to lose. No, she, but uh, yeah, she got spanked in the first round by Virginia Wade at Wimbledon. What year was that? That was 1977 wow. on September 2nd. Wow, people should be talking about her more. Yeah, I was like, I, how do I? Yeah, so it was, she had the the surgery in 1976. Oh, and she ended up, so it was weird. I think she was like an eye doctor ultimately, like, Mm. you know, out of retirement, but she ended up coaching Martina Navratilova for like two two major titles. That's awesome. But I I feel like that would be a name that you would know. I don't understand. Yeah. What's the last name again? Richards. Renee Richards. Renee Richards. That's awesome. Wow. I'm like, I feel like she belongs in textbooks, not on shitty podcasts and all. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but yeah, I would say she's one of the first athletes um, to identify, like professional athletes to identify as transgender. And then she ultimately had a win. Like, you know, she was able to compete in the sport in the... I, we're fucking joking around, but she still got into Wimbledon. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's not... Like, I know, right? Not anybody can I know. That. No, but I just, I find it that's crazy amazing. That I feel like that would be a name that you would know. That's, it's one of those things. It's like, for some reasons, well, we know the reasons because bigots right history but yeah mm-hmm. wow that's right. awesome so on the fifth freddie mercury born oh. i am a huge queen fan i've been a fan since i was like 11. i remember my sister she used to play the queen records and she would take the cover off the record player and i would sit on the 
cover and I was so little that it was like a perfect size bench. Like I would sit in, I, I think I have a weird memory. Like Daniel thinks I should be studied, but I'm pretty sure I was even in diapers. Like that's how young I was. I was like a toddler. But I vividly remember wow. hearing the like like everyone bites the dust and all that. My five year old is she's totally into Queen. Like we were at we were at the shore last weekend and the um newer movie about them was on in the background, yes. like while we were having dinner, and she just like kept turning around. She's like, I know that song. And then like you hear her like, you know, every once in a while like singing. That's awesome. Good parenting. Good parenting. It's 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 a that's a what year was that when he was born? He was born uh, September fifth, nineteen forty six. I had for 1976 and September 5th was the premiere of The Muppet Show. I did too. I love The Muppet Show. Mm -hmm. um, that was great. And I love The Muppet Movie too. Yep. I mean, admittedly, like we, we liked it as kids, but like there was so much like funny adult jokes in there. Oh, like I like, still hilarious. love the, the uh, what is it? The Great Muppet Caper <laughs> with, um, <laughs> it's still great. Is that the one where you texted me on the day that I was el eloping? Because remember, I eloped with Daniel. You Somebody's getting me, married. Somebody's getting married. <laughs> yep. No, that one's still great. Mm -hmm. And the new, have you seen the newer ones? Yeah. The last one was like a, almost, a, oh my gosh, almost a decade ago, right? With what's his name? Um, the dude from How I Met Your Mother did it. Yeah, he's a big Muppet yeah. person. But yeah, I love, uh, you know, Muppets Take Manhattan and the yeah. Muppet Caper. But, oh, they're great. Yeah, they are great. But I love that show too. Like that was just like the, I don't know, that was an event too. And that show will come on. It was great. Well, I have um, September 9th, 1941, Otis Redding is born. Another one of my mm, favorite yes. musicians. One of his nicknames is the father of soul. He won two Grammys. You know, that movie Respect is out. Oh yeah. Aretha Franklin, he wrote and recorded Respect, like the first version of it. It's a very different sounding song, but it's still great. He was the son of a sharecropper born in Georgia, and he was inspired by gospel music. His first job, he dropped out of school at 15 because his family needed money. And um, he was he played in Little Richard's backup band, which makes me wonder how fucking old was Little <laughs> Richard? Was like, must have been 200 years old when he died. God damn. <laughs> That's a good point. Had been like several years older than Otis. Rolling Stone magazine ranked Redding number 21 on the list of 100 greatest artists of all time and eighth on their list of 100 greatest singers of all time. My dog's playing it with a squeak toy. I mean, he's one of the famous musicians who died in a plane crash. He's like on those lists at 26 years old, which seems to be a year. Yeah, that's the year when they all die. His plane went into a, it was a little like a prop plane that was just him and his guys. And they they went into a lake, a frozen lake. And I don't want to be like dark because this is not how he should be remembered. but unfortunately he is one of those people that has like a death picture associated with him oh, some piece God. of shit like photographer journalist whatever took it and then i mean they even ran it in the paper i don't i don't know what people are thinking sometimes um you can't really see much but anyway so that was really sad obviously i was waiting for you to cut to <laughs> can you imagine i just i share <laughs> and right now i share screen and cue the barf bag and here um, it is. no i mean he's he was amazing and i what he did by 26 is insane emmy's 1980 Lou Grant won five Emmys. That's the spinoff from Mary Tyler Moore, starring Ed Asner, who just died. Rest in peace. And he actually was fucking awesome. He had a spinoff from the Mary Tyler Moore? It was called Lou Grant. I've never seen it. I've never I heard a, of it. Maybe we can get it and watch it sometime. The other shows that were nominated were MASH, Taxi, Soap. I love mm -hmm. Soap's theme song. Do, do, do. And then mm -hmm. WKRP in Cincinnati, Barney Miller, oh. The Benny Hill Show. They all just sound like shows that came on when it was time for bed. Like yeah, you, heard yeah. that, you heard the opening credit of the MASH song and you're like, oh, time for bed. I feel like 
also because we're the first generation that like had reruns. Oh, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Because like, yeah, like, cause we've seen all those things now and like Nick at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also I remember after school for a while, they would play chips in like the late eighties, even though it was like a primetime show, they would play like the older episode, like I'd come home and chips would be on. Cause that was a primetime show. It's just, they were playing the reruns after school. So that's how I saw it. I didn't stay up till whatever time it came on nine, I'm sure. But at September 6th, I have Amadeus premiered. Did you see that movie? Oh, I, yeah, great. I love that movie. Yeah. That movie's great. I did see that. The guy who played, the one who's telling the story. F. Murray Abraham, is that his name? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, Salieri. Yes, he was in some kind of accident or something around. Oh. But I don't know if it was the same year as the movie coming out or right. a few years later, but it was around these two-week times because I, I did see his picture and I was like, oh, yeah, I love that movie. That movie was great. That actor that played him, Hulse, is that his name? H-U-L-C-E? Who, the, who played Amadeus? Yeah. Oh, he was in like, the only other thing I know him from is, yeah. par- is like Parenthood. <laughs> He's the loser yes. brother. <laughs> Which I still love. I still love that movie. I still oh my god, that. Parenthood still holds up. Uh huh, totally. But he's the the bum brother with the ki- with this kid named Cool who shows up. At yeah. the- <laughs> Grandma, you got short. <laughs> I'm shrinking. Bummer. <laughs> I love that movie. He was in another like an indie that was with Ray Liotta. Do you remember that movie? And it was actually really good. It was really sad. It was um, Dominic and Eugene, 1988. Ray Liotta and the guy from Amadeus. What yes. The- and he, and um, I know what you're talking about. Are they brothers? He's um, developmentally delayed in it. It was good. It's sad, but it, I thought it was really good. I know good. what movie you're talking about. He's, yes. a, he's a really good actor. I don't know why he wasn't in more. Yeah, he didn't do too much. But yeah, yeah, Amadeus is a good one. This is a fucked up thing I didn't know about. Also September 6th. Tom Fogarty, you know, the from Creedence Clearwater Revival, mm-hmm. he died of tuberculosis. And I was like, what? what fucking tuberculosis? Was he on the Oregon Trail? Like, who the fuck dies of tuberculosis? People and- still get tuberculosis. Like, every like when I was in the hospital, like, working in the hospital, like, there's, you know, the, the, the negative air pressure rooms and stuff. It's like they're testing him for TB. And I'm like, what year is it that yeah. we're still worrying about TB? It's crazy. He was 48. So I was like, something's going I got to look this up. So I had, I've never heard this. It is so fucking sad. He had in the 80s, earlier in the 80s, he had back surgery and he had to have a blood transfusion and he contracted HIV from it. So he basically got tuberculosis as a a side effect or whatever that's called um, from AIDS. How sad is that? I had no idea. That's really, really sad. Me neither. That's crazy. And I I also am a huge Credence fan, so I feel shitty. It's just really sad. That sucks. Sorry to be such a downer. So September 6th, also, I have Jean-Claude Van Damme was ordered to pay (laughs) over $400,000. Yeah, I know. Good. This is 94. This is so demented. Like, why? Okay. Anyway, he was filming a movie called Cyborg. Of course he was. He is, like, really into, apparently, his stunts. Like, he's really into, like, he doesn't like like to pull punches and stuff. He fucking stabbed (laughs) the villain with a rubber prop knife, and the guy lost an eye. Like, what? And he, I can't believe Van Damme fought this. Like, just fucking pay the man. You're a millionaire. Just pay this poor man. He's not even, he wasn't even famous. He was like, you know, he was like an ex-military guy. He was just like beefy and played a villain. Like, he fought it. He like fought it, appealed it and fought it. Like, it was an accident. Uh, I should have to pay you. Just pay the guy. He's lost an eye. How do we not know that one either? I know. I don't know. I guess because I'm not <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. I know, but I feel like that would be all over the news. I mean, yeah. if, that had, if that happened nowadays with the internet and everything, yes. it would be a different situation it was probably like a blip on like a current affair or mtv <laughs> news <laughs> yeah 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 with kurt loader mtv news and most recently while filming cyborg yeah <laughs> 
man loses <laughs> eye from rubber knife. So messed up. Uh, so anyway, are you ready for my slightly deep dive into Tupac? Do it. Okay, September 7th, 1996, Tupac Shakur was shot. But I never really read about it, and I never watched that. There's several documentaries. I never saw any of them because I thought I just thought I knew it. I thought like, okay, Tupac, famous, hanging out with people who weren't had gang affiliations, and then people were shot. Well, it's actually pretty interesting. Tupac and Suge Knight were at the MGM Grand Casino in Vegas. They had attended a Mike Tyson. There's a whole other podcast of Mike Tyson match. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> God. Can we just change the whole theme to Mike Tyson? Because that could that was a lot of episodes. This is a doozy. And after the match, they were all in the lobby leaving, getting their cars or whatever. And one of the guys in Tupac's entourage, his name was Trey. He spotted a rival gang member named Orlando Anderson in the lobby. Turns to Tupac and he says, I mean, this isn't a direct quote, but he's like, <laughs> he's like, that motherfucker tried to rob me. He's with the Southside Crips. It was some gang at the time, a rival to this guy. And so Tupac, I don't know why, they all went over and they started shoving him. And long story short, some people were calling it a brawl, but it was like several guys fighting each other in the lobby of the, the MGM Grand, which is kind of, have you ever, you've been to Vegas, right? I've never been to Vegas. Vegas is so weird. I've gone back and forth about Vegas. When I was younger, I loved it, but I had to get out of there after two days. It, it was like depressing. Then I hated it for a while. Daniel and I fell back in love with it. I call it old people Vegas. We go, we go during the day, we sit by the pool or we go to the pinball museum or we go to the mob museum. And then at night we eat, we eat dinner at like 5.30. Oh, I could handle that Vegas. And then we go to a show. Usually like if we could get scrounge up enough money to go to Cirque du Soleil or some other fun show. And then we're in bed by like midnight. It's the greatest thing ever. And it's super theater of the living because Vegas is just oh, fucking yeah. bananas. I have family there and I've never gone. Like I have no excuse. I probably should. I don't like flying. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. MGM Grand is like, I'd say like a middle of the road casino. And I believe it was still middle of the road in 96 when Tupac was there. So the thought of like walking into through a lobby of a hotel and seeing like Tupac Shakur and like a bunch of famous people. <laughs> Getting like, in a fight. It's just so weird to me. It like seems surreal. But I realize famous people go to Vegas, whatever. It just seems weird that there was this brawl in the lobby of the MGM Grand. So they get in their cars. So this is after the fight. After the fight. I'm guessing security came and broke them up. And they all, they go their separate way, separate ways. Tupac and Suge Knight's entourage, I'll call them. Like that's security, but it's also like they're friends and, you know, they're hanging out for the night. They are getting their cars. There's like probably maybe even 10 cars. Like, so when I say entourage, it's like a lot of people and they go to a club and then they leave the club. I don't know what the timeline is exactly, but I know that at 11 o'clock they had been stopped on the strip, which the strip is like, well, you've probably seen like photos and images of it, like videos yeah. of it, but it's like usually like pretty congested. You know what I mean? It's a lot of, it's yeah. like, it's not the street you drive when you're trying to like get somewhere quickly. It's like for cruising or whatever. They're stopped by <laughs> bike cops, bicycle cops stopped oh, Tupac okay. and Chuck Knight <laughs> because they were playing their music too loud. And they, I guess that's like a citation offense or whatever. They were only held up for five minutes. Then they kept going. And literally 10 minutes later at 11.15, Tupac and Knight were stopped at an intersection one block east of the strip. A car pulled up to their right. Suge Knight was driving. Tupac was in the passenger seat. It was Tupac's car. Car pulls up to their right. The back window lowers and the car is sprayed with bullets. And they know the model of the car. It was a four-door late model Cadillac, white. 
And it seems pretty obvious to me that Tupac was the target because just in reading, he was shot four times, once in the thigh, once in the arm, and twice in the chest. And unfortunately, one of the chest shots actually entered his lung. And he, this guy was alive. See, this is something I did not know. I thought he died like en route to the hospital. But he lived for six days in a medically induced coma. Oh, I don't I didn't know that. He was really fighting. It's sort of sweet. He had a steady stream of his friends and family visiting and his part of those the entourage who witnessed this essentially, although they don't admit it because that's a whole other thing. They like basically stood guard because they were worried that the guy who shot them was going to come back and try to like finish the job. I didn't know he lived for six days. After I didn't that. either. With one fucking long, basically. I mean, it's so crazy. And um, so I looked up this intersection. It's a big street, but it's parallel to the strip. It's not busy. It's like kind of dumpy. I think that these people were probably tailing the entourage, the shooter, and then waited for them to be off the strip. That's my guess. Because you can't speed away on the strip. It's congested. Couldn't get away after doing something like that. Lots of witnesses, whatever. So the shooters, and apparently the shooters earlier that night had called death row records which Suge Knight was the owner, and threatened Tupac. And the guy who took this call called Las Vegas PD. And La- Las Vegas PD said, we're, over- we're understaffed, sorry. So he had a threat out, uh, probably what you could deduce is a threat out on his life. But I mean, who knows if something could have been done, I don't know. Right. But it's fucked up either way. Wow. He gets to the hospital, he's put into a medical-induced coma. And this is like the- one of the sweetest things I've ever read. So he was in a coma for six days. Tupac's girlfriend, her name is Kadita Jones. She visited him in the hospital. She says he briefly regained consciousness when she played Don McLean's Vincent for him. It's the saddest oh fucking thing I've ever heard. God. She opened his eyes and everything, and she told him that she loved him. And then he eventually had to have some kind of surgery because that lung was so damaged, it had to be removed. And he never, it was cardiac arrest. Like he couldn't recover from the surgery essentially. But wow. Yeah, I mean, it's I just didn't so realize sad. that. That is really sad. Oh, that's terrible. And also, you probably have heard this. Not only did everyone in the in Tupac and Suge Knight's entourage deny seeing anything, but so did Tupac himself, apparently, to a, a policeman who had visited his bedside. So I think my guess is that Tupac did that because he was like saying, I don't want my guys to get retribution. Like I might not make it and I don't want my guys to get retribution. And then they obviously don't want to get themselves killed. Isn't that wild. It's so fucking sad. And then we don't know who did it, but there's speculation that it was this guy that got into a fight. And then some guy wrote an article in like 2002 for the LA Times named Chuck Phillips. So that quote I have from Wikipedia says, Phillips article also implicates East Coast rappers, including Notorious B.I.G. Why did I just say it like the nerdiest 100 year old woman? <laughs> the whitest, the whitest B-I-G. old lady ever. I'm reading it. That's right. Tupac's rival at the time and several NYC criminals, Biggie denies involvement. He proves he wasn't there. What You know, obviously you don't have to be there to get someone killed, whatever. So, but of course we know what happened. Biggie was killed six months later. Just crazy. Yeah, just bananas to me. And I, I have to watch that. There's a documentary. It's called Tupac and Biggie, I think. And it's made by that guy who's like this very <laughs> nerdy Englishman but he's a very good documentarian. And he also did a documentary on The Grim Sleeper. Have you ever heard of The Grim Sleeper? No. The Grim Sleeper is an LA area serial killer. And he was from- Why are all the serial killers in LA? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, (laughs) it's either here or the Pacific Northwest. But The Grim Sleeper was, this is a same old fucking story. He tended to kill sex workers. So nobody gave a shit in the Los Angeles Police Department. And so he killed for years. And then that's why they call him the Grim Sleeper, because there was a gap for several years when there wasn't any murders. 
that we know of, obviously there could have been murders that we don't know of. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that documentary was really good. I actually really recommend it. It's almost just like he's got, just got the camera rolling and like it's an occasional editing, but it's really good. He meets these interesting characters and whatever. But this guy is like this mild mannered Englishman and he's doing these like awesome, like hardcore documentaries. <laughs> it's so funny. So yeah, that's the murder of Tupac Shakur, which happened. You did do a deep dive on that one. And yeah. I never, I, I didn't know. I got to talk to Jake about that. I did not know that he lived for six days afterwards. That's crazy. Yeah. So once I once I realized there was shit I didn't know, I was like, oh, I should just type this all up because it's pretty interesting. And then after that, it's just September 11th, which changed the world forever. So where were you? I was still in college because I was the take your time while you're going through college and then, oh, let's be serious now and actually go to college, college person. And I was getting ready for class and I was watching the news and the Today Show cut out in and the first tower was already hit. And I called my mom at work and I was like, something's going on in New York. And while I was on the phone with her, I saw the second tower get wow. hit. Wow. And then I went to school and I was walking across campus and you could tell like there were the people that like didn't know what was going on. And then the people that might have heard. And then I get into class and there's like some people sitting in class and I like get in there and I'm like sitting next. Because again, it's like before cell phones and shit, like you're not looking at your phone for like news. There's a girl sitting there and I sit down like, because it was the first class of the day. And I was like, did you, have you seen the news? And she's like, no, what's going on? And I was like, something's going on in New York City. Cut to someone in administration coming in and saying class was canceled, school was closing because the Pentagon was hit. Wow. So all that had happened in between. And then snowball onto my mom having a nervous breakdown and leaving work and wanting all her children home because she thought we were at war. I remember that. All your, all her chickens, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But yeah, it's still crazy. It's crazy. Like I just remember like standing there in my bedroom like, what is happening? It was surreal. That's the best way to describe That's it. That's a legit, legit plane that just flew into that building. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, it was kind of, it's pretty obvious that it wasn't like an accident. It was like speeding. No, like I, I knew enough to like call my mom at work, like watching it on the news. Like what is, something's going on. Yeah. Where were you? Mine is kind of weird. I was really late to the party. It's the worst choice, word choice ever. <laughs> worst inappropriate colloquialism corner with Emily. I was in Hong Kong. I had flown oh, there weird. to visit a friend. Yeah. So it was nighttime and it was pretty late. We were up late watching like Sex in the City or something. And uh, my friend lived in this nice high rise apartment building complex. And there were a lot of expats in the building. I feel like I remember you telling me about this now that yeah. you're, t- you're telling me this story. The doorman, bless him, decided that he was, we probably weren't watching the news and he started calling every American family in the complex. You know, it was probably like in the dozens and he called everyone and he said, please turn on CNN. So by the time we got that call, the second tower had already collapsed. So we, I was really late, like I was late and I was like, what the fuck has happened? So they, you know, when you watch news and it's like an event that happens, they, they do that where they kind of, the things are unfolding, but they also kind of recap because yeah, yeah, like yeah. people are just tuning in. So they were recapping and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like That's got to be crazy to be in another country while this yeah. whole thing is happening. Oh, it was totally weird. So the apartment complex was at the top of this really steep hill. Hong Kong's very hilly. And um, at the bottom of the hill in that little neighborhood down there, the American embassy was down there. And I remember the next day we went out and um, there were so many flowers on the American, I mean, the embassy was shut, obviously, but there were so many flowers that it was all, they almost reached the height of the gate. And these were huge steel, like security gates. Oh, wow. That's how big the pile of flowers was. It was That's really, wild. it was really sweet. 
that was obviously like the best part of September 11th was that everybody really kind of came together. Were you terrified to get on a plane and fly back after that? No, because if anything, I was thinking like it's probably the safest time to fly. Yeah, exactly. And like Hong Kong airport was really weird. We had to get there like three hours early. There were like armed guys with like crazy like Uzis and shit, like walking around, like just keeping tabs on everyone, whatever. And um, when I got back to LA, when I landed at LAX, it was of course a shit. I mean, I expected it, you know, whatever. It was of course a shit show. And then um, I remember this movie, like one of my smarter moves in my life. There were shuttles that were supposed to pick you up and then take you to various like public parking lots. And that's where your family could pick you up. Your family was not allowed to pick you up like curbside, like traditional, like they had shut that all down. So they were running these shuttles and they were literally, people were like pressed against the glass. They were so full. And I was like, this is not going to work. So I noticed that the cabs were still running. So I hailed a cab after waiting like 45 minutes, I hailed a cab and I was like, I'll pay you 20 bucks if you drop me off at the passenger pickup lot. Oh, <laughs> good for you. That was a good so idea. So he dropped me off there and I, my sister picked me up and it was such a weird, I hadn't really talked to her since it happened. And I remember we got home and there was like candles on the porch and it was just so sad and yeah. the whole world was sad and uh, it's crazy. Depressing. Yeah. And I can't believe it was that long ago. Yeah. It's the 20 year anniversary is this yeah. Saturday. That's so mm-hmm. weird to me. And Jake was, uh, my husband, Jake, was saying like, <laughs> who's who now? Yeah, because our, because <laughs> Marin is so, hears everything. Like, you know, if anything's on the news, she like picks up on anything. Like she's obsessed with coronavirus. Like she knows like about people wearing masks and vaccines. Like she just picks up, oh, she was obsessed with the election. Like she just had thoughts about everything. It was obviously stuff she was picking up at her grandparents' house. How do you keep it from them? You can't. So Jake and I said that the other day, we're like, she doesn't know about September. Like, I can't even imagine like having that on the TV because you know they're going to have like a ton of it. So I was like, I don't, I can't, she can't even wrap her five-year-old mind around that. Like, that's no. just insane because that's, can't explain that to her because that would just totally, like, I just see her being like, <sighs> like her yeah. brain just exploding. And that's an aspect of human nature she doesn't need to learn about yet. No, either. it's so horrifying. It's horrifying as an adult. I couldn't imagine like a little five-year-old having to know about that. Cut to me at five watching the coverage of the Night Stalker <laughs> in my Catholic school uniform. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just hard to insulate them. I, I don't know what my parents would have done. I got up, I had, oh. I had my cinnamon toast, and then I put on my cartoons, and then they would fucking interject with like, coming up at whatever, eight o'clock. Well, is... with Marin last summer, everything was the George Floyd thing. She knows all about that, because that oh, was yeah. all over the news. And then, you know, I took her to the marches and everything. There would be little marches that would pop up around town and stuff, and I took her to those, and I explained to her like, why we were doing it, and like, gave her a brief synopsis. And then when I went to this one little parade they had in Collingswood, my hometown, and I went with Marin. And then my niece, who was eight at the time, and Marin made some kind of question about like, so what is happening? And then Jolene, the eight-year-old says, because the cops killed that man and jumped on his neck. And I was like, Jolene, like I was giving her the abridged version of what happened at George Ford. And I was just like, it's a whole different story. I had to give her a lesson on not everyone's bad and everyone deserves to be treated fairly. And that was, oh God, she was just like, it was everywhere. It was saturated on the news about yeah. that. So at least it's a teachable moment. Like maybe my parents should have been like, you're not going to die from a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the likelihood of you dying from Satanism a Satanism isn't everywhere. Yeah. People aren't worshiping Satan yeah. everywhere. You know, I actually did think serial killers poisoned your cereal though. I mean, it sounds exactly the same. That's precious. <laughs> That's so precious, Emily. <laughs> I, I also remember thinking that um, like... You know, when you watch the Olympics and there's like couples skating, I thought that they were all like married or or in love. (laughs) 
course you did. That makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, it seems very romantic. It is. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, the 80s were a different time. I just think my mom was busy, like, getting all the other kids out of the house. And I don't think it occurred to her that I probably shouldn't be learning about a Satanist pedophile serial killer. No, but. all the stuff that we were exposed to back then. It was just different. As they blew cigarette smoke in our face. <laughs> And we drove around the back of station wagons with those yeah, bounced around, yeah. The good old days, like I said. We have to do our rec room. Don't forget the rec room. Shit, what the hell's a rec room? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what I'm doing in a rec room. That's my nerdy-ass name for we talk about what you're reading or watching. Oh, or right, right, right. I, I did remember that. Okay. <laughs> uh, you go first because I'm going to have not much to go on. Okay, so mine's uh, a little retro. Uh, Daniel and I are watching Breaking Bad because never, I've never seen it. What? It's so I great. Know. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're watching it. Yeah. I don't know why. Stick through the first season because the first season is not great. Oh, really? We're on second, but it's interesting oh, you say that. I thought the okay. first season was so boring. I was like, ugh. Like, I feel like I had to like commit to getting through the first season. And yeah. then after that, I was like hooked. I'm just surprised that I'm not like, I'm rooting for people I didn't think I would be rooting for. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's the whole, and as the show goes on, yeah. Walter White is a horrible Horrible he's person. not. A, he's not a good guy. I mean, he's he's. No one's all good or all bad, and it's good that they made everyone complicated. But like, oh, I can't wait to hear how you feel about it when it's all over because it's so great. It's a perfect show. It's yeah, great. It's good. And then, um, oh, we saw the new movie. Oh my god, I don't even remember what it's called. The new Marvel movie. So I like them, but Daniel loves them. So I just go and enjoy myself. Did you go to a movie theater? Yeah. Are yours would, open yet? Yeah, they're open. Shang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it good? The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, it was very good. It's action-packed, but with some interesting comedy and some good storytelling. It's just, you know, they're good all-around movies. And uh, it was good. It was I'm jealous you went to very a movie. I, have, I haven't brought myself to go to a movie theater yet. I, I will say that they did not space us, which was, it was a little weird. I mean, it was recliner, so you're not like that close to people, but it, that was weird. Because we went to two other movies. We've gone probably three times since like things started to reopen. And um, the two others we went to, we were spaced. Like no one could buy the seat that was like at the end of your party. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that was great. I didn't feel unsafe. Even though, you know, you're everyone's eating though. That's the thing is like, I mean, it's a big room, but everyone's eating, some oh, coming down, whatever. I don't know. The whole thing, I, I mean, know. I freaking got it and I'm still, and I was terrified and didn't do shit. So now I'm like, oh, I'll go everywhere. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to every inside restaurant there is. And you're vaccinated, so. Yep. You know. You never know. And then I, I have to pick a book. I have my to be read list for books is like astronomical. I've got to like just hone in on one and pick one. Just pull the bandaid off because I, I just can't decide. I'm reading nothing. I was looking forward to reading when we were going to do that for the podcast, but we went Sorry. back to this. But this format's good. I like this format. We're watching Ted Lasso. I love that. And we're watching, oh, we started that Nine Perfect Strangers on uh, Hulu really? with, with Nicole Kidman. So Daniel and I, ha we were saying we have like zero interest in that. Is that the same guy that did Big Little Lies and then that yes. one in New York, the one in New York with Nicole yeah. Kidman? Because we did not like that other one. The um, Wait, what's the other one? The Big Little Lies one he did. He I love did. Big Little Lies. Love Big Little Lies. The other one was um, uh, Hugh Grant. Oh, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We I didn't, didn't like it. That. I the undoing, the undoing. I didn't watch that. So we started the Nine Perfect Strangers just because I like Mel I like Melissa McCarthy, and I'll watch anything. Yeah, she I like really her does. too. So it's weird. I think we are in two, three episodes now, and it's definitely um, my one friend Megan and I have a 
thing about like Nicole Kidman and her accents. So this accent is just a hodgepodge of a bunch of different Aww. like Russian and all this other stuff. And we're like, what is, and, and her wigs, can she ever be in a movie with a good wig? Like, I feel I like don't, I can't spot wigs. I'm really bad at that. This, I said it the other night when we watched it, I said she was like a scene where she was like, she jumped off a waterfall. So she's like wet. Her hair's like all wet. And it's this really long, she's like this like self-help guru person. She's got this really like long blonde hair. And so it's just like stringy. And I was like, can she just get a good wig in a movie? And Jake said, that's not her real hair. Yeah. I'm like, I'm with Jake. I don't know. I'm like, that's not her real hair. First of all, her hair is not that long. And second of all, it wouldn't look like, it looks like she's got like a bald cap with like, where she's getting her hair dyed, where they're pulling like strands through like a bald. But it's good. I don't know. There's a lot of tension because you can tell it's building up to something. It's it's definitely um, some, you know, some shady shit going on at this uh, retreat. It's all these people that are damaged. They have all the, you're not really through everyone's backstory yet. Oh, they all have some kind of trauma and they're going to this resort to like be healed. And then she starts like fucking with them with like medications and stuff. Wow. It reminds me a little bit of White Lotus. Did you watch White Lotus? No, which I was another way. We were going back and forth about watching that or this Nine Perfect Strangers. And we did the Nine Perfect Strangers. But I heard White Lotus was good. It's great. Jennifer Coolidge is... I heard she's amazing in it. So I don't know this for sure. This is just my theory. I think she is one of those rare actors that kind of plays the same thing in every movie, but you're okay with it. I mean, variations on a on a the similar character. And um, she's kind of this like boozy, not really basket case, but like, and she's just like funny, but like, uh, she's just great. She's just great. She has a, her character's great. Every time her character was coming on the screen, I was like, yes, I need an update here. I'll she's watch, great. after Best in Show, I'll watch her do anything. That one yeah. is amazing. But no, I didn't watch that one yet. But yeah, there are similar where it's that like resort kind of yeah. group of people clumped together. And it's like rich people complaining about their problems. And this one is juxtaposed with like the people who work at the resort who are not rich and they're uh, oh, you know, okay. made of color or gay or whatever. And then it's sort of like, you know, privilege. And it's actually really in a really non-preachy way is a really good like hmm. social okay. commentary. Okay. But And I like the guy who made it, the creator. He did this other show called, oh my God, what is with my... I'm having a senior moment, I'm not yeah, but it's to... it's like perpetual. Um, <laughs> he did this other show that we loved, and um, nobody saw it. Every time I ask someone if they've seen it, they've never seen it. And it's the same creator. He's he's an actor too. Anyway, it's really good, and it's uh, he did um, Year of the Dog. Did you ever see that movie? Mm-mm. It was like an indie, and it was it was good. It was about a lady whose dog dies, and she it's like her evolution of like she turns into. It's just cool. It's like about her friends and. Mike White. That's the creator, Mike White. Mm-hmm. And um, if I showed you a picture, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. He did. He wrote, he was a writer for School of Rock and The Good Girl, which is, are really good. And then, mm-hmm. um, the, so the show that we loved was is called Enlightened. It's from 2011. Nobody has seen it. And is, that a, is that like a psychiatrist show? No, it's it's um, Laura Dern and she's kind of like... If oh, you think of, I know. I, I Was that on HBO? I think so. Or Showtime or something? You yeah, think I, it's going to be about like a like a cringe just watch like Laura Dern's character like dissolve into a mess but actually it's like takes a cool turn into like really cool like um corporate huh. corruption and like it's just really it's really well done. So he's great. So we we love him. So that's um that's that's the main reason we chose White Lotus over the Well, I'll um, try that one. one. And then I think I don't think we've watched any movies. Although I did have Marin watch Look Who's Talking the other night, and she loved it. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, that premise is a guaranteed win for a kid. It's a baby, um, and she's talking. <laughs> and then, um, no, I don't think we've watched a movie. 
But yeah, so those I'm, I'm impressed that we watch two current TV shows. Do you have to finish a show before you start a new one? Not really. I that we so I like Ted Lasso because we're all caught up, so now I have to wait for like the weekly thing. Yes, to, like, which is nice. You haven't started season two yet, right? No, I did. Yeah, you we're, did. We're, Don't we're say fr- anything. We haven't started it. Oh, we've started. Oh we finished season one, but we want to wait for season two to finish completely because I can't stand that. We, oh, we, so now I'm doing the wait. Oh. We're waiting, I which that. I, I kind of like it now. Really? It's kinda, it's like, it reminds me of being like, you know, yeah, waiting. Yeah, it's old school. Yeah, like the weekly TV show, which is, I don't know, something to look forward to. Yeah. Because then it's like last, you can Last save, week you can on savor. Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can savor it now. You're not like, because yeah. we were living at my parents' house when we binged Game of Thrones and ba- Breaking Bad all at the same, like, I mean, there, I think we had gone a couple days without showering where we watched like, <laughs> 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 10 episodes in a row where like we looked at each other and like we had like that film on our teeth and we decided to reevaluate our lives but i've never seen game of thrones by the way <sighs> that was one of those things that like everybody kept telling me that to watch it and i was like i just kind of like gave up i'm like i think i'm i think i'm too far gone you like, missed I think, it yeah and we we caught up like maybe three or four seasons to get current and then we were like with everybody else so it's it's good i mean it's got so much it's pretty awesome yeah yeah, I'm not reading anything. I wish I was. I got to pick a book. I got I can't even narrow it down fiction or nonfiction. I'm a mess. Well, maybe you'll pick one by the next podcast. Yeah. When we meet up again. That's a, that should be my homework assignment. And I'll watch a movie this weekend. Okay. Not in a theater. No. Are no. your theaters even open? Yeah. Now I should with antibodies. I should just freaking go hog wild and yeah. go out there and lick doorknobs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean... You can stream everything now. They have all the current movies that are out on, you know, you can watch them. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I just like the theater. I guess I'm- I know. I love it. I miss it. I do miss it, but I'm just, I don't trust people. I hate everybody. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean- Don't you, also, don't you, do you ever have that happen to you where you're like watching a movie and then you're like, it's so weird seeing people without a mask on, like having conversations like close to each other. Like I literally have those thoughts when I watch movies. Yes, I know what you mean. Like it's, it's like, oh, what? they just shook hands. No, no, don't oh my take God. hands. Oh my God, yeah. look at all those people in that room. Oh my God, they're so close talking. Like I literally yeah. have those thoughts. I'm completely altered. Yeah, it's weird. And it hasn't, if you think about it in the grand scheme of like our lives, it hasn't even been that long. Mm-mm. But like it's already, because it's been a solid like year and a half, it's already like so dramatically affected. Like even like getting the stuff for the kids school, like Marin, I had to get her like little like lanyard things for a oh, mask for like yeah. to have a mask, like around, it's just crazy. Like that's the school supplies is like, right. I saw a tweet that was like, now I understand why the roaring twenties were after the tw- 1918 pandemic. Cause it's like, everybody was like, yeah, right. Yes. They're, they need it. Pass the booze. Let's go party. Uh, let's see what happens after this one. If we ever get through this. I think we did well on this one. This was a lot. All right. So until next week then. Okay. Sounds good. Have a good night. See ya.